Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to Andrea Sittigrolf. Andrea, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks. Happy to be here. Oh, it's a really, really, really good time. And I know that in uh, Seattle, it's a little rainy and it's a little, you know, Seattle-y. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it's us about depressing. that. Yeah. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. But yeah, it's a, it's a little depressing today. We've had some beautiful sun the last few days and uh, it was probably too good to be true to last too long. So we're back to our normal, our yeah. normal rain. <laughs> yeah. And I have to apologize to you, but it's beautiful here in Austin, Texas. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> so Andrea, I'm really, really excited for our conversation today. And, um, you know, one of the reasons is because in our sort of, uh, green room conversation, you just shared a couple of things with me that just has me completely amazed at, you know, the, the creativity and the innovation that you've brought, but more importantly, the results that you've achieved. I mean, you've got clients like Microsoft and Cisco and, you know, my goodness, Xerox. I mean, you are completely rocking it with the big ticket clients thing and, and you're very successful with your approach. So I want to learn all about that. But before we do that, could we start with kind of your story, how you got here? Um, I love that conversation you shared about, you know, the little girl who was selling hamster babies. What was that all about? <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, I had even forgotten this, but when I was about seven years old, my older sister reminded me that uh, I had hamsters, you know, as pets, and one of my hamsters had had babies. And so I picked up the phone and, well, I looked in the phone book, started calling local pet stores to sell them the hamster babies. And I didn't think anything of it. There was no fear. There was, you know, no trepidation. It was just like, well, I want to sell these babies. I want to make some money. Homework or the uh, uh, allowance wasn't quite enough. All right. So I needed to supplement my income. Um, <laughs> and so I started calling pet stores to sell them my hamster babies. And my, the rest of my family was sort of gobsmacked because they said even as adults, they didn't really have the courage to pick up the phone and call a complete stranger. Uh, let alone try to sell something to a complete stranger, but uh, I just did and didn't have any fear. So I think sales has just sort of been in my DNA from the time I was little. And, and you know what? It it absolutely shows in what you're doing today. But I have to say, you know how we always hear about, you know, the little kids who started the lemonade stands, you know, yeah. uh, they never heard about you because <laughs> you moved way past lemonade. You're like, I'm doing hamster babies. Hamster babies. I'm at the next level. <laughs> so, so, so tell us about this sense of innovation that it looks like you've brought to an entire career. How did you get to the idea of, you know, I'm going to do this thing called Blitzmasters or what is that? I mean, what is the one day blitz workshop? Tell us all about that. Well, we've got several different flavors, if you will, but the whole point of it is to teach the reps techniques specifically around things like how to get past gatekeepers, how to handle objections, how to get voicemail returned, and ultimately how to set the appointment. Mm -hmm. So we give them some techniques to sort of arm them with how to be effective at making these calls with the goal to set an appointment. Mm -hmm. The goal is not to sell anything right then. It's just to book a meeting, mm -hmm. which is really all big, big ticket clients are going to have time for you know, getting a call from someone they don't know anyway. Yeah. It's just, you've got a few seconds to get their attention and book that meeting. So that's really the purpose. 
uh, is learning how to have those effective conversations. And then what's unique about Blitzmasters is after they've learned the techniques, now they're going to apply them by calling actual prospects during the workshop mm-hmm. uh, with a Blitzmaster that is either on site or virtual uh, to help them along, to help uh, coach them and guide them. And then we have technology that tracks those results and management can kind of see those results in real time. Mm-hmm. And then we provide reports at the end. And that's what allows clients to track their return on investment from the program. Mm-hmm. You know, what's fascinating about this is that your whole approach really seems to amplify the requirement for the human element. You know, yes. in today's social media where it's like, hey, I'm going to send an email. I'm going to have an automation do this and do that. It's like at the end of the day, you recognize and you teach that you got to talk to someone if you're going right. to sell something. Can you yeah. take us back a little bit to sort of your your ideal clients and you know who they are, what they struggle with? Um, when they first meet you and and then you know we'll kind of go from there what are their challenges yeah and as you and i've talked about before the it's it's really the big ticket clients that are the ones that i'm i'm interested in and um i like the idea of having fewer clients that do more business um and i also like that idea because they get more of my attention if i have 25 or 26 what i call vendor clients um they get a lot of my attention i can spend a lot of time with them uh, versus if I had hundreds of clients at, um, you know, sort of a low dollar item, if, if I, that's how I was selling. But the problems that they have, the challenges that they have when they come to Blitzmasters, it's all about pipeline. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my gosh, we need pipeline. They're looking at, um, you know, sales in the next quarter and they look at their pipeline and go, oh gosh, we're, you know, we're in trouble. And so what's been great is that I've, Blitzmasters has sort of become known as that that's, that's who you call if, if, Pipeline is the issue um, and filling the funnel. It's really the, it's sort of the end, what I call the end of the marketing mile and the very front end of the sales process. Uh, We sort of fill that gap between sales and marketing. You've done all the digital, all the social, all the email, but again, nothing happens till you pick up the phone and call the prospect. And so that's where we come in. I love that. And by the way, you've just given me an idea, an idea. I think that you need a song called, Who Are You Going to Call? Oh. Blitz Masters. We have it. Don't think we don't have it. I will send you the video. I'm not even kidding. Really? We you have a video. Who are you going to call? Blitz Masters. And it's, yeah. I love it. I love that. Please yeah. make sure you send it to me. And, it to and maybe what I'll do is I'll include it on your, your show notes so that people can check that out. That's just yeah. amazing. So, okay. So, so we, we have a sense of your customer and the, the kind of challenges that they have. I love this idea of being in between sales and marketing. Could you go a little deeper into what you mean by that? Like in the sales and marketing process, how does the Blitzmasters approach fit into that? Well, it's, it's, uh, so again, at the end of marketing, at the beginning, beginning of sales. And I think that the, the reason salespeople sometimes fail when they pick up the phone and call, uh, you know, big ticket clients they don't know or prospects is that they try to sell something. Mm. And you have to remember that you're, you're interrupting someone's day. They're right in the middle of, a, of something. Maybe they're leaving for lunch or they just sat down to a meeting and you've got a few seconds to get their attention. So the focus is just to book the meeting. And that's a real paradigm shift for a lot of our customers is that they want to pitch. They want to do that, you know, speeds and feeds dump and just, you know, put everything out there. And then they wonder why they get hung up on and the people say, I'm not interested. Mm. Uh, but if they keep the, the conversation to under a minute and say up front, the purpose of my call is to schedule a, an appointment to learn more about you and, and how we might be of help. How's Tuesday at 2.15? I mean, you just go right into the appointment mm-hmm. and, um, 
that's the that's sort of the link between I think the end of marketing and the very beginning of sales. Just book the appointment. Don't try to get into your whole pitch right then. Mm-hmm. How, how powerful is that? You know, you know, the, if you think about the idea that everybody wants a solution, but nobody wants to be sold. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You know, and it's like, are you serious? You're, you're actually going to get the same person into that valuable conversation by not selling, <laughs> right. <laughs> by, right. by not selling anything. So, <clears throat> all right. So, so, so here we are, you've got, um, you've got this platform. Um, it's being, it's very successful for you. Um, I know that you can't reveal all the t- tips and tricks, but what what's your process? Like, how does it actually work? How do you get um, people to be successful um, using your approach? Well, before the workshop even starts, we send them a, a PDF excerpt from my book, The Seven Keys to Effective Business-to-Business Appointment Setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, long title, short book. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, the excerpt's sort of long, but so what we do is we also include an eight-minute video uh, for the reps to become familiar with the material ahead of time. Okay. It's sort of a three-prong approach. You read the material first maybe even start to practice it on your own. Mm-hmm. Then you have a workshop with a blitz master that's going to lead you through the material and quiz you and do some role play. And then the third prong is, okay, now you're going to actually get on the phone and call those prospects. Mm-hmm. So by the time they actually get on the phone to make calls, they've already been exposed to the material, typically 30 days in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've, they've been trained on it uh, with a blitz master and they've done some role play. And then also, obviously, part of the prep is to get their call lists ready. And we help guide them with that. We'll say, look, you can call net new logos, folks you've never talked to before. You can go deep and wide to get additional opportunities at existing accounts. You can even call your troubled pipeline, Mm -hmm. uh, deals that are stuck, people that aren't calling back, folks who haven't ordered in a while, change up the approach and see what a difference it makes to get back in the door. Yeah. You know, you talked earlier um, about uh, the fact that you've really been in sales all your life. It was an early calling for you. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of us coaches and consultants and B2B smaller companies, you know, we kind of don't realize that we're all in sales. <laughs> like yeah. no, that even if your your title is marketing or you're, you're the CEO or whatever, you're in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea for you is not new, but could you help us understand how you arrived at the Blitz Masters, maybe even the, the name of your business and the idea of Blitz Masters? I mean, you told me a really cool story that I love about... Uh, um, you know, I'll let you share it, but but you told me how the word blitz became your whole thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so so I actually the company was called Citig Northwest Incorporated for for many many years when I started the business seventeen years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, people and I and I had a program then. Our only program at the time was the Blitz Experience, which is a, a full day on site program. And so people didn't remember Andrea Citig Rolf. Mm-hmm. They didn't remember the Blitz Experience. Mm-hmm. They remembered. Andrea, the Blitzmaster. <laughs> it was my customers yeah. that came up with that. You know, oh, that Blitzmaster company. Oh, Andrea, that Blitzmaster person. <laughs> and so finally in 2011, I thought, ding, ding, ding. Hello, your customers are telling you that Blitzmaster is what they like to say. It's what they remember. Mm-hmm. And so in 2011, I did this huge revamp and, and complete rebranding, new website, new colors, new name. Thankfully, blitzmasters.com was available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and trade, you know, just, and, and only recently have I trademarked it. I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner, but uh, yeah. So, Blitzmaster, it's been really fun. And in fact, when I go to conferences and I uh, put my name on the badge, my last name on the badge is never Siddick Rolf, it's 
the Blitzmaster. <laughs> so at conferences, my name that my name badge reads Andrea the Blitzmaster, and it's great. It's a great branding thing. People remember it. I even have a button that says Blitz Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blitz, Blitz used to be a name of a beer, I guess, and a niece a niece of mine found this button that said Blitz Me, mm-hmm. uh, gave it to me for Christmas, and it's just part of my conference you know package now. When I pack, I, I wear it every day to conferences. It always starts a conversation. <laughs> well, what a great story. You you even talked about the risk you took in kind of leaving corporate behind and going into this full time. Tell us about that. I mean, how was that uh, transition for you? Yeah, that was a little bit scary because um, I'm one of these people that I, I leap and then hope the net appears. Mm. Um, my husband's very different than I am. He's, he's one to really map out a plan and just make sure, you know, T's are crossed, I's are dotted, ducks are in a row. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I'm just like, I just, this is a cool idea and I'm going to do it. But the thing that uh, I was so confident about too is that the reason that most small businesses fail, something like 95% of small businesses fail, mm-hmm. um, is not because they're not good at what they do. It's because they don't know how to get a customer. Mm. And I thought, the only thing that I know how to do really, really <laughs> well is get a customer. I can't fail. How can I lose? That's yeah. what I do. That's yeah. my expertise. And so I had some confidence that I've been selling my whole life. I love people. I love meeting new people. And um, I knew that this program was creating results because my boss didn't even know I was doing it. He's looking at a spreadsheet and mm. he's seeing <clears throat> excuse me, numbers from all over the country and saying, What's going on in the Northwest? So he noticed it just from looking at a spreadsheet. And I thought, okay, I'm really on to something. Um, it took several years to, to really get it going and for the money to start coming in. But uh, I can't imagine going back to the corporate world after after 17 years of doing exactly what I love and what I think I was born to do, quite frankly. Yeah, no, no. And it, it shows, your, as I said, I, one of the things I love about podcasting is I just get to listen and learn from amazing people. <laughs> yeah. and And I'm just like learning how success happens in, in your, in your uh, particular style of business. You know, one of the things that a lot of us, um, you know, coaches, consultants, uh, advisors um, deal with is mindset. You know, the fact that we have to shift our mindset from wherever it might be today to a new way of thinking in order to be successful at a new strategy. So I'm wondering how much of what you do has to do with kind of coaching people along to, to shift mindset to be successful using your systems? And what are those mindset issues that they have to struggle with? The biggest one is lack of confidence. Um, mm. They're afraid of rejection. But a lot of times the reason they're afraid of rejection is because they don't have the tools to be successful. So, mm. uh, you know, if you if you said, here, go build this house, and oh, by the way, you can do it, but, but we're not going to give you a hammer, uh, good luck. So how are you going to get on the phone and be successful if you don't have tools and techniques to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is mindset and it's attitude. And I, I think people um, are fearful because they think, oh, I'm interrupting someone's day. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm bothering someone. And I said, no, you have something that's incredibly valuable. You're doing them a favor. Uh, just pretend like you're calling to tell them they won the lottery. Yeah. Like, what would that call sound like? How, how would your voice sound? How excited would you be? Would you be smiling? That's the kind of attitude you need to have when you have the call. You're lucky that I'm calling. It's your lucky day. I'm cold calling you today. <laughs> an appointment. There you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so confidence, um, attitude, um, those kind of shifts. Do you have any stories, any favorite sort of customer 
shift or success stories that you can share about maybe a customer that you found that was like, oh, I, I just don't know how to do this. I can't be successful here. And because of your approach, you're able to kind of shift that for them. Yeah, it's not unusual. I don't do the blitzes anymore myself. I have a team of blitzmasters, but it's not unusual for them to literally get hugs at the end of the day, sometimes tears. Um, we've had situations where a sales manager will be very candid with us and say, look, this person has been on board four or five months. They haven't sold anything. Mm. This is their last. We're giving them one last chance. They're going to participate in the blitz today. We're going to see if this can help. And what's been interesting is we'll have um, you know, the person will come up and say, you know, you bought me another three months. Thank you. Because, you know, now they've got a pipeline, they've got some opportunities to get. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, minutes later, the manager will come up and say, you bought, you know, John Smith a few more months. And so that feels really good to be able to really make a difference for people that have been struggling. And especially when they realize how simple it is, this is not rocket science. We're just focused on one little bitty teeny tiny part of a sales process, just mm -hmm. getting the appointment. And knowing that there's off, often a sign of uh, relief that, oh, I don't have to go into my whole pitch. I don't have to uh, go into you know, the whole story. It's just, I'm just going to get the meeting today. And frankly, prospects appreciate that too, because mm -hmm. you're not taking a lot of their time either. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> I, I really appreciate the getting the appointment thing where we're just getting to that meeting. Um, how, do you, how do you get, big ticket clients to agree to a meeting with you and not sell them on anything. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening are wondering, I, I would love to know that secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the key is really in the value proposition. So a value proposition should be about 15 seconds and it completes the sentence, we help companies. Mm. And you want to describe the outcome, the business outcome or the problem that you solve. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even require naming your product. Um, this is actually something we struggle with with customers that insist that we have the product name in the script. And what I have to, and, and part of that is because we work with a lot of marketing folks. And so they'll hand us a brochure mm -hmm. and it's like they literally want to take lines from a brochure and put that in a salesperson's mouth and say, here, say this on the, on the phone. Nobody talks like that. Yeah, yeah. That's just not how people talk. And yeah. so it is a constant battle. And so I, I'm, I'm always having to push back to say, this is not about speeds and feeds. This is not about your product. Mm -hmm. This is about how you're going to solve a problem and how you're going to create a business outcome. And the other thing that happens is by keeping that value proposition short uh, and talking about outcomes, you've now created curiosity. Mm -hmm. Now the prospect wants to learn more. Oh, I'm, you know, I'd love to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's go ahead and book a meeting. But if you give too much away on the first call, you won't get the meeting. Mm. Or if the person says, oh, I've, you've got 30 seconds. You know, what's this all about? You've got 30 seconds. And the, the response to that is, you know, I'd be doing us both a disservice mm -hmm. to do this in 30 seconds. Why don't we set up a time for next Tuesday at 2.15 so I can learn more about your needs and see if this might be a fit. Mm -hmm. and, and, and is there a certain nature regarding the, the meeting that you're setting up that makes it more attractive for people, makes it easier for people to say yes? Well, so part of it, you may have been noticing, I've been saying 215, 1015, 345. Yeah. So I created something called, the, oh, I call it the quarter hour technique. And there's mm -hmm. some psychology behind this. When you ask someone for a 1015 meeting, it does a couple things. One, it lets them know you're so busy, you're like a doctor. You mm -hmm. have to have meetings every 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also implies a short meeting. Mm. Well, if you're going to meet at 1015, it's probably just going to go till 1030. Sure, I've got 15 minutes. And it sets you apart from every person 
that's calling them. Mm-hmm. Unless they've been through a Blitzmasters workshop, nobody is asking for a 10-15 meeting, I promise. They're mm-hmm. saying 10 o'clock or 10-30, but they're not saying 10-15 or 3-45. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell us a little bit about um, you know, your what what a successful customer looks like. So you've you've delivered your service, they they get it. Do they walk away with new new uh, capabilities or tools? What does success look like for your customers? Well, it looks like revenue. That's that's <laughs> the goal. Yes. That's the goal. I mean, you know, when we when I talk about Blitzmasters and the investment people are going to make, mm-hmm. uh, my goal is not for them to certainly not to lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even to break even. I want them to make money. I want them to make 20, 30, 40 times what they invested in Blitzmasters back in revenue. And often they do, which I think is why I'm in business for 17 years, because they're able to take that report at the end of the day, plug that into Salesforce or whatever their CRM is, and then look at that three, six, 12 months later and say, you know, hey, this is the revenue we got from that Blitz day. So it's, it's really about increasing their, not only their appointments, but their actual revenue. And we're, we're able to actually predict it somewhat at the end of the Blitz. We run uh, the numbers through an ROI, ROI calculator. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, okay, look, you got 25 appointments in this, in this uh, workshop. You tell me, based on your own numbers mm-hmm. of 25 appointments, how many of those will become a proposal? And so we plug that into the calculator. How many of those proposals will become a sale? We plug that in. And then what is that worth in terms of revenue? And mm-hmm. so we click that button that says, show me the money. That's what the calculator uh, <laughs> does. And it spits out a number and says, Here's the revenue that you can expect based on the number of appointments you got today when crunched with your own closing ratios. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's what's really exciting at the end of the day. The other thing that does is we'll break it down and say to the reps, each dial is worth $2,500. That's the other thing the calculator does is at the end of all this, it'll show you what every dial is worth. Even if you get hung up on, mm-hmm. based on the numbers from today, every time you dial the phone, that's worth something. Uh, and that also is motivating for reps to realize that, oh, yeah, even if I get hung up on that dial right there was worth $2,500, I'm going to make another dial. Wow. So. Wow. You know, it's, I think it was Tony Robbins who popularized this idea that if you want to achieve something, you got to find someone who's already achieved it <laughs> and then <Yes>. model, <laughs> yes. copy, do what they do. You know, for those who might be listening and going, wow, she's like, sales is like, piece, you know, cakewalk for her. Um, you know, setting appointments, talking to strangers, all those things. What's your advice for people who want to learn how to break into big companies like you've done or break into big ticket clients? Um, what strategies should people be thinking about going into that kind of market space, big ticket clients? Yeah. So the, in addition to the calling piece, which is uh, important, one of the things that I've done over the years that's been really successful is I actually attend uh, industry conferences mm. uh, or client conferences. And I have a, a, an extensive LinkedIn network. And so what I'll do is I will uh, go through you know, LinkedIn, kind of make the announcement. I'll, I'll be at this event. Will you be there too? Let's connect. Um, often you can find out who the speakers are. A lot of times the speakers are the people that you need to talk to to sell your products and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, go into their LinkedIn profile and um, memorize their face and their name so that when you bump into them at the conference, you can walk up there confidently shake their hand and already know their name. And that's mm. something that I've done. And um, people are really imp- like, how did you know my name? It's a little stalkerish, but people <laughs> usually, they get, they're impressed. They're like, wow, you, you thought enough to, you know, go to my profile, look at my face, remember what I look like to then, you know, meet me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the other thing that works really well at conferences is to sit in the front row um, when there's a speaker, especially if the speaker is, is someone that is a prospect for you, meet them before they speak. Mm. Don't wait till after. There'll be a long line of people waiting afterwards. Uh, nobody's talking to them before. Uh, they're by themselves typically. And the other thing that happens when you talk to a um, speaker at a conference, they're always looking for stories to tell. They want to relate to the audience. So when in the conversation, they'll obviously ask what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And often they will share that with the audience. They'll say, I was talking to Andrea before, before the talk and she runs this company called Blitzmasters. Well, now I've just gotten advertising. Yeah, yeah. Free advertising for everybody. And I'm not kidding. At the end of, of those talks when I'm at conferences and doing those workshops, sometimes the line to talk to me is longer than the line <laughs> to talk to the speaker. Because they're like, what's Blitzmasters? Why did the speaker you know, call you out? Yeah. So there's some fun little techniques and things like that. For me, it's all about human. It's that human connection, whether it be over the phone or in person. That's mm. huge. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I love that whole human connection thing. In fact, the whole point, it seems, of what we have to do to get into big ticket clients is to create relationships. And yeah. the prospecting workshop kickstarts that. Uh, there are many different ways that do that. And by the way, email does not do that. Right. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and ne- neither does advertising, you know. Right. Um, you know, it can, it can bring people, but it doesn't spark the relationship thing. How do you sustain the relationship thing? You know, and I, by the way, I love the way you, you talk about the connection between marketing and sales, but sometimes those sales cycles get long. Um, yeah. How do you sort of, maintain that spark beyond the workshop, beyond that initial connection to get to the point of a sale? Yeah, I just just staying in touch with people. And also it's important that not every time, uh, not every time you contact a prospect, is it about selling them something? Mm. Um, often it's about like, you know, we've talked about insights, you know, sharing an insight. I read this article, thought this might be helpful. Uh, one of the things that, that I've done that's been really effective over the years is when um, I'll have a contact that will leave Mm-hmm. Uh, a customer, I will help them find their next job. Mm. And boy, are they grateful for that. And then guess what? They bring me to the company where they just started working. So helping them in other ways that have nothing to do with your products and services, just be a nice human being mm. and just genuinely help people and congratulate them, promote them. You know, a lot of us are so, and, and I was guilty of this early on, mm-hmm. really guilty of promoting myself all the time. But when I started promoting my customers, mm-hmm. sharing their tweets, um, congratulating them, sharing that through LinkedIn and, and lifting them up, it, it's amazing what that does um, as well. And, and just genuinely, not even that I'm trying to get something out of it, but just genuinely helping the people that are in my network. Um, and maybe it makes a difference, maybe it doesn't, but people will remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may not be in the next couple of weeks, maybe it's a year from now, but it's just genuinely caring about people, caring about what they're interested in and not always trying to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier your book, The Seven Keys to uh, Effective Business-to-Business Appointment Setting. Um, yes. But you've also written books such as Power Referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got, uh, you know, lots of work around resume work and other business-to-business sort of, you know, prospecting and sales ideas. Tell us a little bit about your body of work, um, your, your your the written work that you've done, and and what what that does for you. You know, by the way, I heard someone say that if you want to uh, really uh, design your life, <laughs> go write your tombstone or something. Tell the story. Oh. Yeah, tell the story that people will be telling when you're gone. And yeah. I don't, don't want to load you with too much with this one question, but with all your body of work, what's the moral of the story you're building? I think it's fascinating, but I wonder what you think. Your your 
you're, you're, you're telling the world. What's your story? Well, I think that uh, in terms of getting books published, what's been interesting about that whole journey, I think I knew from the beginning I was never going to make money as, as, a, as a writer. Mm. But I did think that it was a pretty pretty darn good marketing tool. It's amazing how much more you can charge. I mean, this is terrible. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, not, a, it's not about selling books. It's, that is for sure. About, it's just, but I'll tell you what, once you become a published author, mm-hmm. you can literally double your rate. I mean, that's what I did. When I first wrote my first book, the, the B2B prospecting book, mm-hmm. overnight doubled what I was charging for my workshops. Mm-hmm. Nobody blinked an eye because I was a published author. Nice. And then I started getting on um, some cable TV d- business shows, um, Fox News, MSNBC, CNBC, things like that. Mm-hmm. Just short little three, four, five minute segments. But uh, it's just amazing what that does in terms of exposure and credibility. That, that's a big piece of it is a credibility piece and the trust piece. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So you've got a team of uh, several Blitzmasters. I love the way you're using that brand. It's just totally cool. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your team. So I've got uh, Leah Darby. She's in New York. Uh, Phenomenal. She has a background in acting uh, and performing and also in sales. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the acting comes in great when you are as a Blitzmaster because I'll tell you what, salespeople are tough to entertain. They are, it's hard to hold their attention. (laughs) Yeah. So you better be fun and entertaining and funny. And, you know, th- all of them have big personalities, all of my mm-hmm. Blitzmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, my older brother, Carl Sinig also works for me. He's uh, 12 years older. And uh, I used to tell him as a baby, you're not the boss of me. How about we sell these hamster babies together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we do this together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so he's been on board for about eight years. He's just killing it. He actually uh, is the only Blitzmaster that actually goes out and gets accounts and then mm-hmm. does the Blitzes. So he's managing a, a pretty book of business, a big book of business himself. And in fact, the other day he said to me, you know, I thought this was going to be kind of a part-time gig. I'm thinking about retiring. And he's like, I don't know what happened. I'm working 60 hours a week. <laughs> your fault. You're the one that went out and got all these great customers. Yeah. Now you got to take care of them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the the other Blitzmaster is Jessica Lane, and she's out of Las Vegas, but she's originally from Australia, so she has this phenomenal accent, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I went and uh, when she first started working with me, I went to audit one of her classes in um, Atlanta, and um, so she's up, she's introducing herself, and she's now, you know, by now, you know, you may have noticed that uh, that I have a bit of an accent, and she goes, and that's because I'm from. Las Vegas. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, oh, she's going to do great. Yeah, great punchline um, there. I love it. Yeah, exactly. She thinks she's going to say I'm from Australia. She's yeah. like, I'm from Las Vegas. Anyway, so yeah. that was really fun. Uh, but she's she's great. Uh, also, has a perform- she has a performance background, sales background, education background. She loves people, loves teaching. So all of my Blitzmasters are really passionate about the work. Um, they love the, the customers. They they love the people. Um, and it's just an amazing team. I'm really blessed to have such people that are so amazing. I don't ever get when I, I do debrief calls after the workshops to make sure everything went okay. I, mm-hmm. I have yet to hear somebody say, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. No, no. It was amazing. This, you know, the blitz master, this, the blitz master, that, um, people, you know, love it. And it's because I have this amazing team. Yeah, no, no. And it's, it's, uh, it's very clear and obvious in what you're doing. In fact, the whole concept of, you know, pipeline, filling the pipeline for sales, um, you know, helping big ticket clients have a sense of confidence that business is on its way because of the work that we are doing all the time yeah. without <laughs> expecting instant results, by the way, but we are creating results through these different activities. I, I just love that whole approach. 
if someone wants to learn more about your pipeline strategies, your business approach to Blitzmasters, how do they get a hold of you? Blitzmasters.com. Oh, really? That simple? Really, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's everything's there. Phone number, email address, contact information, yeah. uh, forms to fill out. Yeah, it's all blitzmasters.com. Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes, but it's uh, blitzmasters.com. Um, do you have any last words of advice or maybe maybe even a wisecrack because you're good at that too? <laughs> Something <laughs> funny or just anything you'd like to share with anyone who really wants to step into being successful in the sales process with big ticket clients. Any last words of advice for people? I would just say, just arm yourself with the tools. That's the biggest thing. That's what helps with the the confidence factor. Um, And it's one of the things we hear most about uh, with our programs is that kind of the side effect is the confidence that people feel at the end of the day. And the more confident you are, the more likely you'll continue the behavior. So uh, just know that any of that nervousness, uh, that fear of rejection, that just comes from not having the tools. Yeah. So read the books, um, you know, listen to podcasts, uh, you know, educate yourself. And, and the more familiar you are and the more you understand tools and techniques, the better you'll do. Yeah. You know, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have fun while you're doing these things. Right. I, I can sense from just talking to you and your, the way you describe your team, you guys have a lot of fun. We do. Um, and enthusiasm is, is a powerful part of business and sales. <laughs> so, yes. And just smiling. I mean, even if you're just talking to somebody on the phone, if you smile, it's impossible for your vocal cords to be restricted. I'm sure I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Um, but that goes a long way too. And just having, like you said, the energy, the enthusiasm, fake it. If you don't really feel that way, you will shortly. Absolutely. If you just yeah, bring that energy. And uh, it goes a long way. And, and I, I start the every conversation, every, co- every uh, conference call with Andrea the Blitzmaster. You can start the party now. <laughs> and it gets a laugh. And it disarms people and it's no longer a sales call. So, you know, just come up with something funny and and be yourself. And um, I think humor, humor plays a big role too. Like, like we sort of talked about. Wow. Yeah. We could go on for quite a while because I'm enjoying this way too much, but Andrea, I just want to say thank you so much for your energy uh, and your enthusiasm and for being on our show today. It's just been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.